I've been stuck on the concept of balance and logic lately for the last, maybe the last year. And I've been trying to look at systems and things really logically, like let's follow the logic all the way through. So you want to do this thing, you tied this particular knot in this particular situation. And does it make sense? Like where does your logic stop? And where does it actually go? So sometimes people build stuff and they have this kind of understanding. And then, but they don't really think of the whole piece of it. Like they don't go all the way down the logic rabbit hole. Um, and I find that to be really interesting. Um, and I think part of it is that, you know, you people are, are taught something and told something. And they, and they just take it at face value and they don't go any further. They don't question it. They don't think about where it came from, where it's going. Maybe they were never presented about where it came from or where, where it can go. But it kind of like, they just get some information and they just kind of stop with it. They don't, they don't dig any deeper with it and really think, well, does that make sense? Where's the logic in that? Does it, does it make sense? Maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe it makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe it makes sense here, but not over there. You know, So what I did here works fine and the logic's there, but over there, the logic doesn't make sense at all. So, and I see that a lot, um, and I've been in, I've just been watching a lot of people build systems lately. And this is this to me, the logic and balance can be applied to the whole thing, to all the different things that we do guiding. But for some reason, I've been really stuck on it with with technical systems because I feel like in a lot of ways that's where people know the least, even though in some ways that's where they know the most. And I look at someone's system and I'm like, huh. There's, there's no logic or balance to it, even though it's coherent and it's relatively efficient and it's working pretty well. But if you look at all the pieces, it, it doesn't really make sense of where it, what it could be and what you could do um, with, with different equipment or the same equipment or less equipment um, or more equipment sometimes. So it's just kind of curious to me. And I think balance is really an interesting piece too. Like the systems need to be balanced. Like why did you go heavy over here, but thin over there? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like the system needs to be balanced. Why do you have two massive cams and good quality granite there? And then a little small cam over here, right? Like just get rid of the small cam and just go off the two big cams, right? Like that's fine. Like you don't need to have the system unbalanced. And I saw this system yesterday um, this guy was top rope soloing um, on this climb called the guillotine. And, you know, he was going to set up a single fixed line on, and just rappel down with a gree and then essentially climb up, kind of pulling rope to the gree And he built a three-point anchor, it was fine, used a micro quad, fine. And then he clipped a locking carabiner into each shelf, okay, fine. They were opposite and opposed, okay. And then he tied a two-loop figure eight and clipped it to... Um, the two carabiners and locked them. I said, okay, you know, the whole like using the two lockers on the two separate shelves for that situation is, is totally fine. I, I find that just going into the two strands versus, you know, one on each set of um, sh- shelves is more than adequate and cleaner and neater. Um, but, you know, I can see the logic um, we're doing it that his way. So, so essentially he has, now he has his rope fixed at the end with a two-loop figure eight, clipped to two locking carabiners, one on each of the master points on the micro quad, and then he goes to a single strand 
um, from that, ties a figure eight in a bite, kind of gauges his rope length down the climb, and then ties another figure eight in a bite and clips those two figure eight in bites together um, with a one locking carabiner and then stacks the whole rope kind of underneath um, the rope at the edge. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. So why did you use two lockers at the anchor point in a two-loop figure eight? Now, granted, two lockers, opposite and opposed, less likely to come undone. Um, okay, I get that. You could have used two non-lockers, whatever. Two-loop figure eight, okay, there's more strength there, but you're still hanging on a single strand of climbing rope, so why add the two loops there? That did not make any – there's no logic there, and there's no balance. Now it's kind of heavy on the, on the anchor side, but everything else is just a single strand. And then the, the other critical joining part of joining the rope um, to shorten it was with, with one locker. So everything from the anchor, um, from the two-loop figure eight down to the bottom of the climb was not balanced with what this person did at the anchor. And I was like, well, why would you do that? Why, why would you add all this beef here but not – add the beef over here like there was no logic or balance to that even though the system was relatively clean and simple like it and it worked it was very effective so it's not like he was doing anything unsafe or i was like wow this guy's an idiot i'm just kind of like why didn't you think this through and why not just gauge your rope length and then just come back to the anchor and just clip that gauge length directly into the anchor and so instead of having this little connection instead of using the end of the rope um to clip to the anchor just you know lower the other end down to the bottom and then come back create a figure eight and a bite and just clip in to the anchor um and i could totally see having two locking carabiners or two carabiners opposite opposed because now you're over the edge and you can't really monitor those carabiners um you know but but he didn't do that and then you could then he could have still used his his excess rope to to stack underneath as a little rope pad um that he used the first time so and that would have been less equipment, less joining, less knots in the system, it would have been cleaner because it's not like he used, it's not like he clipped into the end of the rope off the anchor and then used it as a tether to gauge the rope length, you know, protecting himself. He didn't do that at all. That would have made more sense, but he didn't do that. He just clipped the end in and then decided to join, you know, shorten the rope by having some joining knots in the middle, um, but he still just kind of sat at the edge and lowered the end down. So it's not like he set himself up to protect himself, um, which would have been logical if he had clipped the end of the rope in. So I looked at that and I, I was struggling with like, why is this guy setting this up this way? Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it makes sense, but there's no real logic and balance to it if you really think about it. And it uses more equipment um, and there's more steps in the process um, and there's more opportunity for things to fail. So I was just really curious about it. it kind of, I, I was really struggling with why did this guy do it this way, even though it's perfectly clean and, and smooth. And if he had just done one thing differently, if he had just used the end of the rope that he had clipped into the anchor to tether himself um, and then gauge everything, I would be like, okay, that makes sense because he actually used the end of the rope, but he didn't. Um, and still, I, I would not have understood why he tied a tube figure eight um, where everything else was a single strand. Like That still doesn't make sense there. So this whole logic and balance piece is pretty interesting. So years ago, I remember having this guy that I, I was a client and I taught him how to build some anchors and I taught him how to build an equalette, you know, and, and with equalettes and Uber quads, you're always kind of isolating um, or thinking about what's the strongest piece. So if you have a three point anchor, what's the strongest piece? Because when you build those anchors on a three point anchor, one of the legs of those anchors is always going to have roughly 50% of the load and the other two are going to get some sort of load sharing that splits that. Um, 
So he built this this anchor where it was two bomber cams in like yellow and blue, number two, number three, in perfect bedrock granite. Perfectly placed cams right next to each other. Really beautiful bedrock granite. Um, super bomber. And then he placed a small like green alien off to the side in this other crack. Um, and he built an equalette. And of course, logically, or I guess not logically, in, in some kind of logic, actually, in terms of the construction of the system, in terms of just purely connecting the dots, it made more sense to use put the two big cams together on one leg because they were very close to each other and then isolate the third piece, which was the small green alien, all by itself because it was separate. So in terms of the logic of connecting the points together efficiently, that made more sense. But in terms of the logic of overall strength of the anchor, it didn't because now he's got the two best pieces, biggest best pieces in the best rock on the leg that is going to be sharing the load between the pieces. And then the, the leg that's always going to get roughly 50% of the load and be isolated was the smallest piece in good rock, but not, but not quite as good rock. So it's like, so why just, why not just skip the, the little piece altogether and just go with the two big ones? You know, that would actually have a lot of logic to it because now you have these beautiful pieces, equalize those two together with a quad and you're good to go. So he built the system beautifully in some ways, very cleanly, very efficiently. And I would have climbed in the anchor. It was not that it wasn't a good anchor, but there was no logic, or I should say the logic was not fully developed and the balance wasn't there, right? Because now the two big pieces, the two best pieces are all kind of on this one side and this little teeny cam was over on the other side all by itself. So there was no balance to it, especially. So that's what I mean about when you have, when you think about information, you need to take the logic all the way through and not just stop at the logic of, in this, in this scenario, of what's the easiest configuration to connect these pieces together when I want to use this style of anchor. But the logic is, does this even make sense with the balance that I have the two best pieces over here, you know, off on their own leg, and then I have the smallest piece isolated all by itself. So that's the kind of stuff that kind of interests me and I think about a lot. And it really just requires people to have a deeper understanding and take that information further and actually think about it critically a little bit more. You know, if he would, if he would have put two pieces, two small cams together to balance it out a little bit, and maybe even taking one of the big cams out, that would have made sense to me um, to some degree. Because at least it says, oh, he's trying to balance out knowing that this big cam's beautiful. You know, like say if you weren't completely comfortable just using a two-piece anchor, it would have made more sense to just put the big number three in the beautiful crack and then put two small cams over in this other crack and balance it out that way. Like in some ways that makes more sense um, and more logic. Um, so, and the, and the system's more balanced. So when you look at it that way, but logic and balance is a very interesting thing. So when you look at anything, go, is the system balanced? Why did I add all this extra material redundancy over here where this isn't redundant at all over here? And and maybe you can't change that. Maybe like, you know, the climbing rope, right? Like it's a single climbing rope. We can't add redundancy there. And maybe that's fine, but why did we add it all over here if it's not necessary? Um, like I saw a system the other day where they used the climbing rope to extend from the master point, um, and they brought the grigri right out to the very edge so they can lower someone down with the grigri. And I, you know, it was another guide, and I didn't know this guide, and I was curious. I wanted to ask what the you know I wanted to ask the question like, why did you use double strands? 
and he had a couple answers that he could give. And one of them would have been completely legitimate. And I would have said, all right, that's a reasonable answer. And the other one would have been, you know, a, a reasonable answer, but the logic and balance one's there. Now, if, because from the anchor to where he was playing was perfectly smooth granite, just nice smooth granite, no sharp edges, just flat smooth granite. So if he would have said, I use two strands here to make it redundant, I would have been like, well, that makes sense. There's a certain logic to that, but there's absolutely nothing between your anchor and your master point, your extended master point to cut this rope. So, and, and your climbing rope is going over an edge. So if anything, the place that has the mo- most weakness is your actual climbing rope going over the edge, not this extended master point. So that logic would not have been fully thought through if that was the answer. Now, and it would take, you know, it, it would have taken, it takes more time to kind of build the system he built. And once again, it was a very clean, efficient system. There's nothing wrong with a system. It's more about depth of knowledge, depth of understanding. If he would have said, you know, I use two strands because I want to use my grigri to lower and I want to be right at the edge to watch, which means my grigri has to be very, very close to the edge. And I'm worried that, that I'm using the climbing rope and the elongation that's going to happen with a climbing rope that if I lower my client down, I don't want my grigri sucked over the edge. So I use two strands to mitigate the elongation so I could actually use this tool and be at the edge and have good com- communication with my client. Then I would say, that's the answer. You absolutely made the right choice there. If he just would have said, oh, I did it because I, want, I need it to be redundant, I'd be like, well, does it need to be redundant? It's, you're using a full strength climbing rope already. You know, that's, That would not have been the most appropriate answer. Like I said, it's not like the system was wrong or bad. It's just like, think it through. Why are you actually doing this? It goes back to vision. It goes back to intent. It goes back to resource management. It's like, why did you actually do this piece? Now, his Grigor is so close. If someone actually, if, it, if he, he was just playing with little kids, if he actually had like a normal sized human or a little bit bigger adult, there's a very good chance that that Grigor would have been sucked over that edge or that carabiner would have been levered. Um, but, you know, once again, I would have loved to have asked that question to that guy and said, why did you do this? Because that gives me a sense of how much they know, what's their depth of knowledge, back to Bloom's taxonomy. What level are you at on Bloom's taxonomy? If you just said, I need to do it for redundancy, you'd be very at the very basic level, right? You'd be at imitation or application. If you said, I need to do this for mitigating elongation because I want to use this tool, now that's another whole question. Why, do you, why are you so stuck on using, using this particular tool? Maybe you should have used a different tool and we could have changed things around, but that's another topic. So if he said, I want to use this tool and I want to be in this position and I'm worrying about this elongation, I needed the double strands to cut the elongation down, then I'd be like, aha, you actually know a lot more. You've thought about this more critically. You have some vision. You have some intent. And you're a little bit deeper on, you're on the analyzing and evaluative part of Bloom's taxonomy, which is much deeper part to be at than at the kind of application part. Um, so that's what I want people to think about. That's what I want to get people to look at things is if I ask you a question why you did something, there may be several answers. Some of them may be more correct than the other. Some of them, and that will change the, you know, you could build, have built the same system that this other guy built in a different place. And if he would have said, I need to do it because I need, there's some edges here that I want to protect. So I use two strands. 
but he didn't necessarily he wasn't necessarily playing with a Grigri at the edge. Then I'm like, oh, perfect. You needed to think about redundancy here more because there's some sharp edges, not necessarily elongation. And in this scenario, that would have been the right answer. But that's not the right answer for every time you use that system. So that's where this balance and logic comes in. Is just just looking at the whole thing, following what you've done or what you're thinking down all the way through the logic. Uh, you know, and, and the logic rabbit hole and see where you're actually at. And are you really build, are you really building an, the most efficient, the strongest, the safest system for the actual hazards that may be there? That's where that logic is. And then when we look at things, we can start taking things away if we need to. You know, like, once again, we could have taken that little green alien out of that other kid's system with the Equal X. He had these two beautiful big cams perfectly placed. That's what I use for an anchor there. Just these two big clams, cams and perfectly placed granite. Like, they can't fail. They're just too good, you know, um, especially since we're top roping. You know, so that's where that logic take, took me, you know. Um, so it's a very interesting concept, this balance and logic or logic and balance. <laughs>